Or the third Monday in January, Martin Luther King Day, we don't say civil rights season's greetings. Or in October on Columbus Day, nobody has to say happy exploring holiday. Why is it that Christmas, we can't, why is Christmas offensive? Well, the answer is easy. The name of Christ is in Christmas, that's why. And Jesus Christ as a person is himself offensive to many people. Because it wasn't Valentine or Columbus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. It was only Jesus Christ who said that. And Jesus Christ himself and his message has become offensive. That's what happened to Christmas. Well, this month leading up to Christmas, what I'd like to do is look back. Look back in through the pages of Scripture, the prophecies like Isaiah 7, Isaiah 9, into the New Testament when Jesus was born, all of that leading up to Christmas, and compare that with some of the traditions that we've brought along with us in our holiday season. But today, we want to look at Christmas through the writings of Paul the Apostle to the church at Galatia and ask this question. Why is Christmas so special? Why is it so unique? Why is it that we do make a big deal out of it? Even though we don't exactly know the date Jesus was born, why do we make a big deal out of his birth? Well, we want to look at that. Galatians chapter 4, I'm picking up in verse 4. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, or Papa, Daddy, Abba, Father. The first thing that Paul makes note of in these verses about the coming of Christ, we call it Christmas, is that it came with precision. Precision. Notice the phrase, and when the fullness of the time had come. Now let me paint a picture of the background of Paul's letter. Paul has been dealing with the history of Israel. As he's writing this letter to that little church in Galatia, he's, he's reminding of, the, of their past history, especially the law that came by Moses. And he's saying the law was great. It served a purpose. But now it's time to graduate from the law into a new era, a new covenant, the age of grace. But there were some in that church, legalistic believers, who were resisting any movement away from the law, the law, the law. And Paul refers to the fullness of the time. That's the coming of Christ. And it's a, it's a phrase that refers to an end of a period of preparation and a new era is dawning, a new day is dawning, and that is the new covenant, which started with the coming, the birth of Jesus Christ, the fullness of the time. Jesus' birth was a hinge, an historical hinge. Time changed. The world reckoned time differently after Christ. So you have B.C., before Christ, and A.D., Anno Domini, which means in the year of our Lord. 
Of course, that has also changed over time. It's now the more politically correct CE and BCE before the Christian era and the Christian era. And that, again, has also been changed to BCE before the common era and CE the common era. Christ has been removed even from any of that reckoning. The point is, however, time did change. And for such a long time, and really even to this day, no check is valid. No document is considered legal unless it bears testimony to the birth of Christ. In other words, you put a date on it. He divided time. Now, once again, we we don't exactly know when Jesus was born. We'll make mention of that more in the studies to come. We don't know the exact date. We don't know if it was December. In fact, most scholars agree it was probably, or in some cases, certainly.